Welcome back to the Reachable Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Heimbo, and for the first time on the podcast, we have an adult guest. This is Bryce Young, our youth director at Elevation Church in Melbourne. Why don't you talk about what you do and how long you've been doing it for? Well, hey, y'all. What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the previous ones before this one. Um, I know I have just being able to um, just understand what it looks like reaching out to your peers, to the people outside of your circle, and and so much more. It's been really cool to hear those things from you. Uh, I am the youth director for our Melbourne location, Elevation Church. We have 20 campuses throughout uh, the country. We have one in Toronto, Canada. And um, yeah, what I what I do as a youth director is I lead a team full of youth pastors, leaders, uh, who just for the Melbourne city, Brevard County area, we just love on our students and we try to reach people uh, just to develop youth to influence culture. We've, we realized um, back in like 2018 that youth, uh, students of our, of our nation want influence, whether it's like your own YouTube channel, uh, your podcast, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. We realize every student wants influence, but it's about how can you use that influence to change the world, not just be a part of it. And um, so we had a vision for that. We started, um, we started that in 2018 and we've been rocking with that ever since back in, uh, I think 2017, Pastor Stephen, our lead pastor, shared a story about the rhythm of revival. And um, that's this idea of receiving, releasing, responding and repeating. And maybe we'll do a part two to a podcast that kind of covers all that. But um, we believe we develop youth who influence culture through the rhythm of revival. And uh, that's how that's how we roll. So nice, nice. And you've been doing this for about four years started Three, four years started as a youth leader in 2015 uh but since then yes i've been a youth director since like 2018 and um yeah it's been about four years now pretty much coming up on five. Oh, that's amazing well why don't we just jump right into it uh what way have you found best to reach out to youth from your perspective from a leader's perspective yeah absolutely i mean i think it's a lot simpler than uh, people try to make it out to be um, from a leadership perspective um, it's it's simple as just spending time with them um, if you really want a teenager to buy into what you're doing or who you are um, go to lunch with them spend time with them uh, hang out with them outside of just church or uh, a youth event but really get to know them text them throughout the week let them know that they matter that they're worthy I think some of our most Um, And if we're just talking strictly numbers based, like, okay, how do we reach more people and get them the word of God? I think we have to stop focusing on the numbers as a statistic and more of an investment. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't know how many much of your followers are like into the stock market or anything like that. But in the stock market, you don't look at the transactions of buying stock as just a statistic. You look at it as an investment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to invest in this company and hopefully I get something in return. We look at our youth and our students as investments. Like I'm gonna give them everything I have and I pray that they develop just influence and they chase their circle. So how do you reach more students uh, from a leadership perspective? It's simple. It's more simple than you would think. It's it's just spending time with them Um, and they do the work. I mean, so we have this thing in our church um, called the four C's and it's like a circle and you have a core right in the smack dab in the middle. You have the committed on the outside ring. Uh, you have the crowd, which is on the 
last ring and then on the very edge you have clueless and it's this idea that everything starts from like you think of a fire where the fire burns the hottest is the core you see that as your circle as well mm -hmm. you have a circle of influence a group of friends that you're very close to and the further you go out you have a crowd of people that follow you you have a committed group to follow you and then you have clueless these are people that have no idea you even exist right mm -hmm. the crowd they've heard your name Oh, I, I go to school with her. The committed are, oh, we're friends. And then the core are, we're best friends. Mm -hmm. um, and every person has that in their life, unless you're completely alone, which I doubt. Um, and maybe you are. Maybe you are just completely alone, you know. I, I would argue you still have a core. You still have a committed. You still have a crowd. You still have a clueless. And um, it's about taking and realizing, okay, who is my core? Everyone in your core should be passionate about the same things you are in some way they should be going to church with you if that's your core those are the people that you go to church with those are the people you go to youth group with those are the people that you spend a lot of your time with and they are just as excited or if not more excited about what god is doing in their lives than you are mm -hmm. right and then you have the committed those people are kind of following you like if you offer a ride they'll come with you even if you can't get a ride, the core is going to make it there. Mm -hmm. But the committed, they'll say, oh, I, you know, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll make it. Um, they're not as excited. You know, you haven't got them bought in yet to what you're doing. And then you have the crowd. The crowd is like, they don't even know what youth group that you go to. They know you're a church girl or they know you're a church boy, but they don't really necessarily know where you go or what you do or how you are. Mm -hmm. And then the clueless are just those kids at school that you never talk to. Maybe, and we talk about this a lot in youth group, maybe it's that kid who you make fun of, right? You use your words to tear down versus to build up. Mm -hmm. It's that kid, you know, everybody, every time I say that, every person has a uh, an image of a kid in their mind that they think of, they're like, when I say that kid, right? You're mm -hmm. thinking of that kid with a roller backpack running down the hallway, hissing at people. That's the kid that you need to invite to church. You know, that's the kid that you need to stop making fun of in front of everybody to try and get a laugh and instead say, hey, no, that person may benefit from a relationship with Jesus. And if I keep ignoring that conviction on my heart, that tug on my heart to invite that person because I think that they are not as popular as the rest, you're you're missing the point of the four C's, the, the clueless, the crowd, the committed. The only way that the core keep their job in their in your life is if they're working on the clueless. Like if you're not reaching out to the clueless and trying to get them excited to be in the crowd and the mm -hmm. crowd excited to be with the committed and the committed excited to be the core and hopefully everyone listening can follow this kind of idea that it's like a drop. You know, you drop a pebble in the water and the waves slowly disperse until there's no more waves. Mm -hmm. I want to be where that water is. I want to be right where that pebble drops. I want to be in the core. I want to be in the heat of it. I want to I wanna be as excited as anyone else about what God is doing in my life. And I want to reach out to the... And the way it works really is it's easy. Like I said, it's simpler than you think. I'm not asking the core to go to the clueless mm -hmm. and make it work from there. No, the core reaches out to the committed. So your, your closest group of friends goes and reaches out to some of their closest group of friends. And then those groups reach out to the crowd and then that crowd reaches out to the clues. Eventually it all comes back to the core. Everything kind of circles up. And I know this is kind of a tangent, uh, but I feel like it's very important when we're talking about reaching people mm -hmm. and getting people to be excited or interested in what you're doing, you have to realize that it's not just it doesn't just start with you and then you go out to someone you've never met before and try to get them excited. No, you gotta bridge the gap some way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know she's friends with this person, so I'm gonna, 
and that person's friends with this person who I'm really close with. So I'm gonna go talk to this person. Let's give them names like Sally. I'm gonna go talk to Sally. Sally is really good friends with Maddie. So I'm gonna have Sally talk to Maddie instead of me just going to Maddie. If I go to Maddie, Maddie doesn't know me. Mm -hmm. She's gonna be thrown off by me. So I'm gonna go to Sally. Sally's gonna talk to Maddie. Then Maddie's gonna tell her friends. That's the clueless. See how it works? It's the core. Mm -hmm. You got your committed, the crowd, the clueless. And it all starts with you identifying who those people are in your life. I would encourage everybody who's listening to this to kind of draw that out. Who are the people closest to me? Who are people they're close to? And who are the people that they're close to? And it just, it goes on and on and on forever. That's why they'll always be clueless. They'll always be a core. They'll always mm -hmm. be committed. They'll always be a crowd because it's always ongoing. There's always people you don't know, but mm -hmm. someone else knows, but you can attach yourself. I don't know if you've seen those TikToks, but there's this guy who's going around and um, they're like, Marilyn Monroe. And he's like, okay. So he takes a picture of him and another person. Then he takes a picture of that person with another person. And he dates them all the way back until like this person was with this person, with this person, with this person. Like somehow he's connected to Marilyn Monroe because the person he took a picture with took a picture with this guy who took a picture with this guy who took a picture with this guy who finally took a picture with Marilyn Monroe. And he does this on TikTok all the time. And he finds famous people that he's like in a weird way connected to because he knew a guy who 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 knew a guy. That's how reaching people works in our, in, in when you look at like the kingdom of God. Like I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who eventually invited his parents to church and saved them from their divorce. It's bigger than just, let me invite my friend. It's getting your friends so on fire for God that they invite their friends. Mm -hmm. And now they're inviting their parents. And then their parents' marriage is saved. And then they break in general, generational curses. And the next thing you know, chains are breaking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was because you got out of your comfort zone and said, I'm just gonna invite somebody. But realistically, from a leader standpoint, if any leaders are listening to this, it starts with, go to lunch with that person. Mm -hmm. Those students are your core. Get them to reach the committed. I can't stand youth pastors that just try so hard to just, and, and I say this lightly, but try so hard just to reach the clueless. Be like, y'all should know. Come to my youth, you know, on Wednesdays. And it's like, you're kind of going about it wrong, dude, because when they show up, there's nothing for them. But if you start getting their friends interested one by one, mm -hmm. when they show up, all their friends are there. It makes it more worth their while. Yeah. In my, from my perspective. So. Wow, that is so good. And if you didn't get anything out of that, you need to listen again because that was great. Um, kind of um, continuing on that, um, reaching out is not a one and done. It's not just a one invite and stop talking to them after that. Um, how do you continue to connect and maybe invite someone if you um, didn't come the first time without being pushy? Sure. So this is um, something that I'm always talking to our youth team about. Um, I make sure that the only, the times that our team is contacting a student isn't just on the night that we meet, right? It's, it's on mm -hmm. a Monday, it's on a Tuesday. It's, it's actually befriending these people. And as an adult, it can be a bit um, hard to befriend teenagers and be like, I have to be these, kids friends dude like I'm an adult like I got adult friends and absolutely like keep your adult friends don't get me wrong but if a lot of my some of my closest friendships are with some of my high school boys it's like a brotherly love that I've I've been able to share now it's opened up doors for conversations that I normally wouldn't have with them if I was only talking to them on a Wednesday so it's not a one and done like all right Brennan come to group on a Wednesday I hope to see you there 
he doesn't show up, I don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I missed you. you. You think you're gonna make next Wednesday? Yeah, man, I'll be there. Cool. And then just constantly being a part of their life, like inviting people is cool. Don't invite anybody you don't intend to care about, if that makes sense. Like, I I don't go up to somebody and just say, hey, um, come come be a part of youth group and then like if they show up I ignore that they are even there like if they show up I'm gonna be so happy I'm so excited like Mm -hmm. and it also like it goes hands in hand by saying this because I just said a statement like don't invite anybody if you don't plan on being friends with them be friends with everybody intent like truly believe everybody has good intentions give everyone the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. don't sell yourself like don't be so off from being friends with people that you only want to stay with your clique, you're not going to reach more people. And if the goal, if you're listening to this podcast, your goal is like, I want to reach more people with my influence. Great. Then you need to actually start loving people and stop. You need to put your preference aside and realize if your purpose is reaching people, your purpose outweighs your preference. You can't just be like, well, I don't like this person. Okay. Invite them anyway. Mm -hmm. It's like almost like a job. You know, I don't like taking the garbage out. Okay, how much are you getting paid? Now, we're not getting paid on earth for inviting people. And if you do, let me know. (laughs) Uh, Phone in to this podcast. Let me know if you're getting paid to invite people to places. I will be really good at that. But I think it's important to, to understand, like, if your purpose is to reach people and you want to reach people and you're like, I feel this calling on my life, you have to put away your preference of, well, they don't, they're not tall enough. They're not attractive enough they're not cool enough they don't fit my vibe like everyone no one is off limits no one is disqualified I'll never forget a story my my pastor um, told me pastor Tim um, he's our central youth pastor he was asking me he's like Bryce how come you don't have like a lot of leaders and this was early on in my when I was a youth director and I was like I'm just trying to like I was like I don't know man I'm just trying to find like you know people just like me and he was like he's like well if you try to find people just like you you are gonna fail every time. He's like, there's no one like you. And that wasn't him hyping me up, that was him saying like, in general, like you're never gonna be satisfied with anybody. He's like, so no one's disqualified. He's like, that 80 year old woman that you think is too old to lead people, if she's interested, give her a chance. Now this goes without saying like, obviously in youth ministry, they need a background check, they need all these things. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about inviting people to church is they don't. Inviting people into what God is doing in your life doesn't, you don't need a background check for that. Um, So no one's disqualified. You can invite anyone. Some of our greatest stories in our church were people who came from addiction, prison, um, like literal prison, like (laughs) all these different things, drug addictions, all these things. And they came to know Christ through an invite and they, their lives were changed because of it. If we were to look at those people and be like, well, they don't fit like my agenda of what a, a good person looks like or whatever, mm-hmm. then they uh, then they're gonna they're almost disqualifying themselves from the calling of their life. But it goes hand in hand with what this topic is of like, how do you stay on top of that person you're inviting? Let's hypothetically say, and I know somebody listening will be like, well, what if I really like don't like them, but I'm following your advice just to invite people mm-hmm. and and do my part? Great be so convinced that what you're inviting them to is so good that when they get there they will find someone they like i believe that our youth ministry is built in a way that even if i invite a student and me and that student don't hit it off i have 
10 other leaders that they can look at and get, and get a relationship with or youth in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not up for me to decide whether or not this person is going to fit in or not. I got to give them a chance. So let's say I invite somebody and I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm going to follow up with this person like consistently because we're not really close and our vibe isn't working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find someone who can. Mm-hmm. So how do I stay on top of it? If I can't do it, someone will. And I'm making sure that happens. So that's why I would get, if I invited someone and I was like, man, me and this person aren't really working well together, but Kylie and this person are hitting it off. I'm going to pull Kylie aside and be like, hey, I'll, here's this person's number. I want you to text them once a week, twice a week. Check in with them. Make, them, make sure they feel good. Make sure they feel valuable. That's what we should be doing in any scenario, if we don't feel like we personally can connect with this person mm-hmm. and have that follow up, yeah. that doesn't mean someone else can't. Mm-hmm. But you have to find, as a leader, as somebody who who's like called to reach people, you have to identify both parties and say, okay, I know this person likes anime. I'm gonna go find someone who also likes this, and I'm gonna connect them. They're gonna be in contact. I may not be able to contact everybody in the world. That'd be ridiculous. But I'm definitely gonna have this person. Um, contact this person and they're going to be friends. And then guess what? I'm contacting the main person. I'm texting him. He's texting them. And it's like a, it's like a, um, what do you call it? It's like a triangle, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm contacting him. He's contacting him. It's coming back to me. And it constantly works like that. If you have to add that person to create that follow-up, do that. Don't be scared. Don't just not like somebody so you never invite them. And they don't even have a chance to befriend anybody. And then you're like, well, I, I, there's no way I can keep up with 250 kids and text them all every week. There's no way. I can't do that. So what I do is I get leaders and I empower them to reach out to their youth. And then guess what? My goal in my youth ministry is for the student's favorite person not to be me. I don't want them to like me more than they like their leader. I want, I want them to like their middle school leader more than me. I want them to like their high school leader more than me. Why? Because they're the ones reaching out every week. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to do that. It takes the, the, the pain off of me, but I can still invite. So find those people in your life and be like, hey, I know I don't have a good connection with this person, but I, following up is important. I want you to follow up with this person. And if they are not interested in doing that, then find someone else. And it goes all the way back to that core committed clueless crowd. Mm-hmm. Find that core, get them invested, and have them reach and keep reaching. And it's it keep the wave will keep going as long as everybody is working together for yeah. the common goal. If that makes sense. Yeah, that is that is really good. Um, one last question I have for you. Um, I think this kind of ties into what you were just talking about. Um, how can you reach teens that seem unreachable at some point? That lonely person that um, sits in corner that you know you should talk to at one point that you should go up to and some at some point in but how do you how can you do that if you're a little scared or if you don't know if they're gonna like you or it's gonna be really weird um yeah that's a great question i think i think we're taking a bit when when we look at this question it's like how can we reach somebody who's unreachable um it's almost like we're trying to take god's job like i said a lot of these are simpler than we think our job isn't to convert them. Mm-hmm. Our job is just to befriend them. Yeah. So it goes back to if you look at somebody and you're like, well, I can't, I can't reach them. They're too quiet and I'm too loud. Find someone who's quiet. Have them go to that person. 
again, our job isn't to convert them. Mm-hmm. Our job isn't to change the, their posture or their heart and, and ha- make them feel this aha moment. That's not our job. Mm-hmm. If our job is stri- strictly to reach people, then I'm going to do whatever it takes with my resources to make sure that person feels reached. Mm-hmm. Again, all you can do is get them invited. Plant the seed. I think too often we think that our job is obedience and outcome. Ultimately, our, our job is just obedience. God's job is outcome. Yeah. So if I do my part and I say, I know I'm going to do my best when I go up to this person. I'm going to try as hard as I can to make them feel worthy, like they matter. And I'm going to offer them an opportunity to be a part of something bigger than themselves, which mm-hmm. is our church, which is our ministry, whatever that looks like for you individually. And they still say no, or they still say maybe, or, you know, you get nothing out of them. Mm-hmm. My job is not the outcome of that situation. I did the most I could. And you just have to come to terms with that. Not every single person you come into contact with is going to be gung-ho, ready to go yeah. to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, that's not your job. Your job is to simply plant that seed and get them at least interested or some and somewhat just notified. Yeah. Um, it says in the Bible, like, and, and I hope this isn't out of context, but like, I can tell you who Jesus is. It's up to you whether or not you follow him and you accept him into your heart. Mm-hmm. But once you've been notified of his existence, that's all on you. It's not on me anymore. I did my part. Like I told you who Jesus was and now you have the option. Now that you have the knowledge of who Jesus is mm-hmm. and his and all the beautiful things he did, dying on the cross for your sins and the limited grace that is free to you, if you so shoot, so sure, uh, so sure want to take that and you still deny it, that's on you. I mean, I did, I did my part, you know? Um, but that's not a selfish way of looking at it. I'm not saying, oh, ditch the responsibility side of it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot of no's to get your first yes. For me, I started going to the church in 2015 here it took me four years to get my parents to come it took a lot of no's until I finally got that yes Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just not giving up yeah I think so often in in teenagers lives or anybody's life who you're trying to reach uh, they're so used to people walking away from them Mm -hmm. because their callousness and their no's have have done the job so far in their life no I'm not interested not interested not interested no I'm okay no I'm done or they just don't respond at all um I encourage all of our youth leaders, even if someone stops responding and you've been texting them for six months, keep texting another six mm-hmm. and another six after that. Why? Because the day that they need you, you would have always been there. But how sad would it have been if you just gave up on them? Mm-hmm. Again, that's obedience. That's saying, okay, this person in the corner is not going to listen to me, but I'm going to talk to them every single day. Mm-hmm. The one day that you finally talk to them yeah. It's going to be the day maybe their parents get divorced or something terrible happens. Or they just feel the need they want to finally talk to someone. And guess who was there? Because you've been consistent the entire time. You never gave up on them like everybody else does. It's going to be the person. It's going to be you. It's going to be the person listening to this podcast who's going to say, okay, I'm not going to give up on this person. Take it from me. Like I could have easily just gave up on my parents and said, okay, like I'm just going to stop inviting you then. If you know where I'll be. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get the picture eventually. No, I'm, I'm going to say every single Sunday, hey, I'm going to church. You guys are free to come. I'll come pick you up. One of these days they're going to say yes, and they did. That goes for anybody, anybody mm-hmm. you see. But the key is not giving up on them. 
not giving up on the attempts just because they're hard. You want to reach people. It's not always just going to be, hey, want to come? Yes, let's go. That's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And be a friend, connections, and consistency. That's, I think, um, what you have emphasized the most in here. Um, And I, one honor I've never uh, really talked about is, like, more than just going to some random person and saying hi. It's being a friend. It's having that consistency and that connection. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, if you're not already, follow at reachable.co and at Kylie Heimbo, and we'll see you next Friday. See y'all. Peace.